All right, welcome to the Joe Danier podcast. So I received a message from someone this morning who said, hey, I've been sending you a bunch of emails. Have you gotten them? And I was kind of curious. I mean, I usually tell people that the least effective way of getting information to me is via email just because of the volume of email messages that I get on a daily. I, I mean, I have, all, I have all the tech that kind of filters it. I have AI that kind of sorts things out and tries to organize it so that I have far less. My ISP actually does a good bit of spam filtering and unsolicited email. So of the million probably messages per day that I get, there's only a fraction of a fraction of a fraction that make it to my inbox. But even with that, I am losing this battle for email. And I, and I said this, you know, from the very beginning, uh, when I was an email administrator, when I was just getting started in tech, that one day the method of communications would be that, that we use daily would be so exploited, they would become unusable. And that same thing could be said with text messaging. Uh, if you could get one too many text messages per day and you don't have a way to protect yourself and insulate yourself against getting more, then what happens when you get 500 a day? What happens when you get 1,000 a day? makes the technology unusable because in this case, there is no limit to how many I can send you. There's no cost with how many that I can send you. So with the, you know, with, with mail, with physical postal postage, um, you actually have a cost. So if I send it to a million people, I have to pay someone a million times something with email and text messages and all the other free communications. Uh, there's not that deal. So think of the infrastructure of messaging sort of like a big filter funnel, right? And so massive amounts of incoming messages happen. And what happens is a majority of them are just spam, just people sending the same message to a billion people. Some of them are, you know, very sophisticated where they outmaneuver the filters that get through, uh, that, that, that get the, the filters that the ISPs put on or you put on. And so like my, my email filters are super heavy on uh, me creating the condition that I send outgoing email to these people and they're in my contact list and they're known by me. So it's really hard to get into that list. So if you're a new emailer, if I just give you my email address and you send it to me, it might get dropped down to like the fourth level of will I see it. So let me give you some of the math. So uh, after I received that text message earlier, I looked to see how many messages that I have gotten since the last time that I cleaned up everything. The total number is 56,676, and that's since January 1st of 2023. So 56,000 messages that came in that post-filter, right? This is after the ISP ripped out all of the, you know, the ones that are egregiously spam. So that works out to be about 178. We're 315 days, 313 days into 2023. That works out to be almost 200 emails per day that the filter couldn't really come to the conclusion that this is something that we shouldn't, you know, and let end up in somebody's email box. So even at 200 messages per day, then my filter comes in and I have an inbox, right? Then I have a, a box that I have labeled later. And then I have one that's news. And then I have one that suspect. So I have six different levels of hell that email travel down through. And so like inbox, you know, there's like a 99% chance that these are people that I communicate. They're in my 
contacts list. It, it did its job to figure out if those are known people. And maybe a day I get, you know, 10 messages in there. And those are usually pretty good about if I respond to those, I've kept up on everything. Then you got like the later where I, there, there's something iffy about them. Uh, they didn't follow protocol. Maybe you know, maybe an 80% chance that I know them. And I look at some of those and maybe it's a 50-50 shot. 50% of them kind of wiggled their way through. The rest of them I have to elevate. If I respond to those ones, they'll elevate to the first level of hell. And the the third level is almost never, you know, I have to really dig to find one that's legitimate that I don't just let stay there and burn in the incinerator of email boxes. And then the suspect ones, again, those are ones that I never, ever, 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 ever check because they've never produced one that is actually uh, there. So you can see a bunch of technology is whittling it down. Uh, but still, in the first three boxes, I was getting over 200 messages. So if I were to read or look into all of those messages, and let's just say you assigned it you know, one minute per message, that's still like three hours of my time that I would have to invest in in seeing if those are known. So what ends up happening on a day-to-day, if I know you, uh, uh, it, email's a great thing. If I don't know you, don't even try. Like, get a hold of me some other way. But even, you know, like messaging on Twitter or, or Facebook or all of those are exploitable. So that this sort of like communications start going to an exponent. So all of these things, email, lots of technology, heavily exploited, almost unusable. Text message is going to be next. Direct messages are going to be next and so on, you know, so on and so forth. But uh, I, I don't know if there's an end to it other than making it cost something. So Twitter in the news a couple of uh, days ago, I read that they were going to charge, you know, 99 cents a year for the use of Twitter. And all that does, like it is a nominal fee. It could have been one penny, Right. All it does is make a physical financial transaction that depletes anonymity. So you have people that are the person that they're representing that have a credit card that they pay their 99 cents and they're good. So most of the people are on my first level of hell email where those are known, right? And then you have the ones below that, you know, somehow they figure out how to make a payment into the system, but it's harder than just being anonymous and not having a credit card and not being who you say. So just that one level of filter sort of like cuts out a whole lot. And when I said that uh, when I get incoming messages, there's about a million per day, that's a legitimate number. So I get a hundred out of a million that come into my, my inbox after they scrape away the spam and ones that have broken headers and ones that are obvious solicitations. You go from a million to a hundred. That is a lot, a high percentage of good, a high percentage of uh, of positive identification that that's some kind of something that I don't want to receive. So you're going to have to have the same kind of methods in other departments, and we got to get creative socially how to exclude the largest number of people where where we love our anonymity, we hate what you know companies have done to our privacy, and yet there's still a lot of um, consumer things, consumers be are affected by having this somehow granted anonymity when it means to our time and our resources. We have to pay all of these expenses. And, you know, I, I sort of like, there, there's not a respect for the average consumer's time at all. Like they'll make us wait in lines. They'll make us wait in waiting rooms. Uh, the IRS will make us fill out our own taxes. Uh, they'll, they'll put these, um, 
you know, regulations in that require employees have to do all of this stuff for stupid reasons. And we, no, nobody has any, uh, you know, sort of like consideration for the average consumer's time. Now, that in and of itself, think about it. If everybody doesn't care how much time you spend, what if you had to call your credit card company, you had to stop in at the bank, you had to sit down with your insurance broker, you had to do all of these things that usually take a long time, you're going to get to the end of the day like, my whole world was was commanding my time and there was no net benefit for me. All of this was benefiting from other people. And so these time stealers, no matter where they are, they're picking through your availability and they're stealing it one little moment at a time. And so, you know, we, we got to figure out ways of saying, I want to, I want to break away from half twos, right? If somebody wants my time, you want to come knock at my door and solicit me, there's got to be a cost to it or else you're going to do it all day. I'm going to open the, uh, you know, the, the, the solicitation listening to company, which means that if you solicit to me, I'm going to send you a bill. And that way, at least if you're going to sell to me, I'm going to send you an invoice at the end of the day. And I'll listen to solicitations all day long. And every one, you better make sure it's a good one. Because if you solicit me and I bill you for a hundred bucks and you don't end up selling a product, now the tables have turned. But we got to assign a cost to these free things because they'll just push around. I remember, you know, the state sent me a letter that I had to make fill out this form, right? And it pissed me off because the state is saying, hey, Joe, I want you to take one of your employees that you're paying per hour and I want you to go to this website and I want you to give me this legal, like at the end of a gun type of, uh, of document and you're going to pay that person to fill out this form and it doesn't benefit you at all. You have to do it because I said so. Like, and, and I don't want to go down the, this is the, uh, the, the slippery slope to tyranny, but I, it is. That is the open door between when people get fed up with everybody taking shit from them and not giving them some, something in return. Uh, on the return end of that, you know, let's be all subcontractors. And right now, before we get to that tyrannical level, that we decide that our time is valuable enough that if somebody wants some of it, then either you have the choice to say, nope, not interested, and you don't have your 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 pitch, your pitch in my inbox, or at the very least, pay me for the time that I'm sitting in front of you and value it. Because if you don't value it, they're going to just keep slicing slivers off and not rewarding you for what you have to do. And I don't care if that's the, the guy that's sending the spam message, the doctor that's making you sit in his waiting room, or the government that's saying you got to fill out this form uh, or I'm going to, you know, penalize you in some way. But we got to stand off and make sure that we we value our times and make people start paying for it. All right, this is the Joe Danier podcast.